Hi, everyone. My name is Drew Bopre. I'm the CTO of Mammoth Growth. And today on the podcast, I have Osmond Gondor, the co-founder and CEO of Soul. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, and tell me about, a bit about yourself and what do you do? Hey, Drew. Thank you so much for, for having me on as a guest. I really, really uh, appreciate it. Um, yeah, so uh, I run a uh, company, an early stage startup in the data space called Soul. We build a platform basically for analytics teams to do ad hoc work. And what ad hoc means, and we'll get into this later, but um, anything that is unplanned. And so all those requests that your data team gets, we help your team handle that you know, at ease. We first spoke um, a while back, uh, you introduced me to the this idea of ad hoc analytics. And I don't know, up, up to that point, I just always thought it as some you know, with something I would call a fire drill. Um, and you show me kind of a different lens. I have a bit of an aha moment. Like, how do you see ad hoc analytics just as a concept? And like, you know, why is it not just a series of fire drills? Right. So the way I like to view ad hoc analytics is as being everything that is unplanned, all the work that is, you know, quote unquote, reactive, as opposed to proactive. And so what does that actually mean? You know, at the beginning of the quarter, the head of data will come and say, or the head of analytics will come and say, hey, these are the projects we need to work on. That looks very different than the actual day-to-day of what the team is working on, right? They will be pulled into different initiative, you know, different tasks, different requests, in and out all the time. And all of that work is kind of unorganized and inefficient and unplanned. That is what I refer to as ad hoc work, as opposed to being like, yeah, we're going to build out these specific data products, you know, and we knew that three months ago that we're going to do this. That is kind of more planned proactive work. And so it's not inherently a bad thing. Um, And so how do, like, you know, at at Mammoth, uh, most of the work we do is is very proactive. Um, We meticulously plan, um, you know, our work, the, you know, even if we're working on one to two week sprints. Um, But then there's always a project that kind of feel a bit reactive. Um, Is it like, are those two things compatible with each other? Um, you know, or is it best served with like a complementary team that, uh, you know, either does one or the other? So they can be put put into the same team or they can be, you know, separate uh, functions. And I'll talk a little bit about the, the structure and how that is can be done uh, in a sec. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your first point, which is around, uh, you know, initially viewing it as maybe a, a bad thing, right? As being like, oh, this is something else that my team has to, you know, take care of. We hadn't originally, you know, thought of this, um, but someone's coming and asking for it. Um, one key insight that we had is that analytics teams are there to support decision-making throughout the rest of the company, right? And when a stakeholder comes and says, hey, analytics team, I need this and this and this because I need help with this decision, we want to be there for them. Right. As an analytics team, our job is to support decision making. So it really uh, kind of go, pu- pulls the company in a, a non-data driven direction to say, hey, stakeholder, you know what? We're not going to support you on this ask that you're coming for. You know, just come look at a dashboard. We'll have something relevant in three months. Um, but in some cases, that's fine. Right. And that's necessary. But in many other cases, it, this serves as an opportunity for the analytics team to get closer to the business teams and vice versa. And it serves as an opportunity to actually, you know, influence the decision-making in a data-driven way throughout the company. So, yeah. 
I do a lot of ad hoc analytics internally uh, on our own internal data platform. And uh, to be honest, it's actually a really fun experience when um, you get asked a question and you can leverage the data assets that you built and in a really rapid fashion where you don't have to go and build a whole bunch of infrastructure. You can actually use exactly what you've done. And it's actually kind of nice knowing that you've done it the right way because you're able to answer this one-off question in a really rapid way. And uh, and you get to move on. And now you don't have to actually support that infrastructure going forward versus like if it came through, oh, okay, it's got to go through the pipeline. We're going to build a dashboard for you and you're only going to use it once, but we still have to maintain that dashboard for eternity. Right. Yeah. And the kind of, there, there's a fine line between you know, bringing something, you know, in, uh, you know, to, to fruition for a one-time ask versus having, knowing the types of questions that are asked over and over again and having that, uh, those data products that are ready for that. And that kind of uh, brings me to a point about like how they blend together, how those one-off asks blend into those longer term projects. And so um, things inevitably start as a one-off ask, but then those one-off asks become repetitive. And that's a big kind of uh, gap in the industry today, right? It's you know me. Let's say I'm an analytics leader. I'm a VP of analytics at a Fortune 500 company, and I have this big, you know, nice, strong analytics team. Uh, I don't really know what my team is dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of requests and asks. To the degree to which I can say these are the things that we need to be focusing on, because you know, our stakeholders are engaging with this ad hoc work that our team does, you know, very heavily, right? Engagement is a whole nother issue, right? Today, there is no, there's very little measure of engagement, right? I'm coming to you and you, you know, you're the analytics team, I'm a business stakeholder and I ask for something and you give it to me. You really don't hear from me again, unless I have follow-up questions. You don't know how many times I referenced that number, that analysis. You don't know how many times I used it, if I used it, if I really didn't use it. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, trading that closeness, that collaborative relationship is extremely important. It's actually, you could argue that that is a much stronger signal than, uh, of, of what's needed, what's actually truly needed in the business than if you came at it just from a traditional, you know, uh, planned, you know, BI initiative, um, if you're getting repeat requests of like kind of a similar nature over and over and over again, um, it's much higher probability that that is a really useful business thing to, uh, to formalize and now prioritize to create something that's more self-service and repeatable. Yeah. And so uh, think of it as starting a business or like, you know, listening to the market, right? The market speaks the truth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in this case, if we're speaking internally, my stakeholders are my customers. And so I want to be listening to what they need in their feedback rather than kind of, I mean, you know, pushing them away and saying, I'm going to build something and you can use it. I think, hey, what do you need? And yeah, that, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Yeah, makes sense. How do you see, so how do you see these teams, uh, the, the makeup of these kind of teams? Right. And so there are a few different, so again, I've spoken to a ton of uh, you know heads of data, VPs of analytics. Um, the there are many different ways that ad hoc work can be done. The most well, there are three. Let's say let's split it up into three different kind of categories. Category one, which is unfortunately the most common, is saying, hey, you know what? We're going to have our team of X number of people, and 
you know, they're going to get questions from time to time and they're going to have to, not time to time, all the time, and they're going to have to work on those questions and they're just going to have to stop whatever they're currently doing and work on those questions. Um, you know, it could be according to some priority or according to some, you know, task assignment, that's fine. But it's the same people doing proactive and reactive work at the same time. That's, one that's the classic fire drill where it, every, it just, it just fills up all your time. Right. And this is something that analysts really hate because it is distract. These requests can be distracting. They can be kind of you know, really a suck on their personal productivity because they're saying, hey, my manager's holding me accountable to X, Y, and Z. I don't need to be working on A, B, and C, even though A, B, and C might be really valuable for the stakeholders, right? And so it actually leads to more analyst burnout, more turnover, and you know, doesn't make anyone happy. The other kind of, let's call it like a hybrid approach is having people on call saying, hey, this week we're going to have, you know, Tom and Jerry uh, on call and they're going to be handling requests that come in. Uh, there are a couple of nice aspects to this. One really nice one is that Tom and Jerry then get it during that week. They have a kind of a wider view of what the data teams work is and they get you know they know a little bit about everything rather than being completely into their own kind of holes and domains uh the next week it's not going to be tom and jerry it's going to be you know someone else and someone else and so this rotational structure is another common one um and they're kind of trying to act like it teams which have this kind of on-call structure you know a very built-in the other the you know the last category is the fully dedicated ad hoc team. And so that doesn't arise in every industry or in every sector. This arises in cases where there are certain kind of segments of the business that get a ton of questions. And so things that come to mind are insurance companies, anything to do with compliance. So, you know, within the financial services sector as well, there are dedicated teams who, you know, are getting an onslaught of questions and so they need those analysts to be working on those you know constantly and so that's how i would split things up the on-call idea is, is quite interesting um it you know there's the benefit that it rotates people closer to their ultimately their customers like you said like you know your stakeholders people who are like needing these uh these analyses they're they're your customers in a way and um, connects you potentially um, closer to those customers. And so then when you come back into, you know, the planned um, rotation, you have a little bit more of an insight as to like how the work that you're, you know, the models that you're building and the active work that you're doing, how it ultimately will be used out in the wild. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what we've seen. Um, in addition, like I said before, to, reducing the context switching that is associated with having you know no kind of structure around ad hoc work um the that exposure to the business side of things is extremely valuable yeah what kind of functions so you, you mentioned like head of data um what kind of functions do these teams typically roll up into so sometimes you will i mean so there are two general cases and i'm sure you guys are very aware of this is uh how analytics and data split up in the company. There's either like a central data team that could be data engineering plus analytics, or maybe they just have some, a central data engineering team and then distributed analytics teams, right? Marketing has its own analytics team. Finance has its own analytics team. So 
those are kind of the two, you know, data engineering is very rarely distributed uh, from what we've seen. And so uh, in, in, in the case that it is, it's only in extremely large companies. Um, so there's some elements of decentralization and the, if you're in a more decentralized structure where your analytics is decentralized, then that'll be rolling up into, hey, you know, this analytics team belongs to marketing, that one belongs to operations, that one belongs to uh, finance. And so that's one case. Again, yeah, other case, it's your VP of analytics, director of analytics, head of data uh, for the fully centralized structure. So it have to be, you know, does it have to be like data warehouse teams? Um, you know, can it be product analytics, like getting into tools like Amplitude Mixpanel and such? Definitely, definitely, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other Thing, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, there are these teams that do, you know, have a little bit of a wider scope. Uh, and you know, again, product analytics is, is a very good example of that. And we, we do see, you know, some of the cases of those teams being a little bit of a catch-all for everything. Um, and especially product analytics, they do get a ton of questions, um, you know, across the board uh, because you know everything related to product usage, to uh, you know, all types of stuff. So, you know, from what we're talking about, it sounds like, you know, there's there's a tactical and a strategic element. And, you know, the work that you're doing in sort of ad hoc analytics can actually lead to initiatives in sort of more planned planned work. Um, is it, is there kind of a natural flow to, uh, you know, to one leading to the other? So the, the natural flow today is based on intuition, right? It's saying, I'm a manager, I'm an analytics manager, and hey, my team's getting these requests all the time. And maybe I'm you know grooming those requests. Maybe I'm assigning those requests to my team. So I'm like, hey, like, I've seen this before. I saw this a few weeks ago. Why don't we kind of prioritize this on our roadmap? Um, that's really just kind of intuition-based. And you know sometimes those requests will all be in one place let's say in a, in a ticketing system like Jira or somewhere else. And you can actually look back and say, oh, you know, this question, question has been asked, you know, five different ways, you know, over the past couple of weeks. And so that's kind of how it usually happens. The, the missing part today, and I think where the industry should be going is not just looking at like the, the questions that are being asked, but the engagement with the work that the data team is doing. And, you know, many BI tools give usage, you know, dashboard usage, but like being able to tie that dashboard usage to a particular, you know, question that was asked, for example, could be very, very valuable. Um, and so looking on more on the engagement side, I think is where things should be going. Yeah, so that's um, something that we're finding a lot in the industry in the last like six months or so is that. Um, teams have to demonstrate their value and 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 justify their budget a lot more in organizations these days. So how like how how can an ad hoc team sort of measure that value and uh, and, and sort of and sort of uh, communicate the overall performance and value that they're bringing to the company? It's extremely difficult, as you know, for teams to the data teams and analytics teams to measure the value that they bring to the business, which is undoubtedly in many cases very very high. Um, today, uh, the, how does value assessment happen? I mean, 
unless there was like a particular case where like, hey, we closed this customer because this sales rep had this information, you know, in those cases, like it's a little clearer, the value, but like other than that, in terms of day-to-day -day operations, um, the, the, the value is really not being uh, quantified, I would say. Um, it's just based on the stakeholder intuition as to whether they're being supported by the data team, which actually adds to the importance of, you know, making sure those stakeholders have the information they need to make the decisions they need to make. Um, we should go, I think, as an industry into the direction of saying, hey, you know, this is the value of the work that we're bringing. And the, the, the core issue with that is that and the value of an insight depends on what will be done with that insight. And that is by nature beyond the scope or the knowledge of the data analytics team. And so you will need some type of input from those stakeholders, you know, based on, you know, hey, what are you doing with this piece of information? You know, can you put a, you know, an approximate dollar value on like what you would pay to get this piece of information, right? Um, the, there is gonna have to be more collaboration with those stakeholder teams in order to come to some value conclusion. It sounds a lot like customer experience and, and like the types of, the types of feedback that are needed in order to uh, evaluate the performance of, you know, a CX team. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's a great analogy, 100%. So what are like, you know, I mentioned that like I'm often running my own ad hoc queries. I'm just, you know, I'm into Snowflake UI. I've always wondered like, you know, what are like, how could I be more efficient or like, you know, more repeatable? Like, you know, uh, a lot of times I'm in the Snowflake UI, I'll write, you know, write some, some SQL, but it's kind of ephemeral and I might come back, you know, weeks later and I got to rewrite it over and over again. So like what, what kind of tools uh, or like, you know, new developments are you, uh, are you experiencing in the, in the ad hoc world? Yeah. So, you know, aside from, you know, every team having, like you said, you know, their cloud data warehouse, their BI tool, their messaging tool, their ticketing tool. Um, so, you know, your example that you gave is it's a very common one. It's like, well, this query that I spent all this time working on, I don't want to have to do it again every single time. And that's not even to say that like someone else should be writing it. Even so, you know, I may have written it just because I've written it doesn't mean that he should write it from scratch too. He should just take what right. I made. Right? Right. And since today, if it's just sitting in some local file or even some shared random file, someone, some cloud environment, you know, that person's not going to know that you did that work. You know, you only will only know if you remember that you did that work. Um, so I've seen cases where people are like, you know, copy and pasting, you know, SQL code into Jira, into Slack, into God knows where. And obviously, you know, things can get stale, things can get lost, not very searchable. I've so seen a giant Google Doc. It just people just keep adding SQL statements to this Google Doc of like a recipe book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of people like to have some central repo of, of where their work sits. And, um, you know, obviously that, that that's not the best way to do it. So, yeah. So tell me about Soul and how it plays into all these ideas. Yeah. So Soul is a platform that actually integrates with uh, your cloud data warehouse, your BI tool, your ticketing system, your messaging system, in order to create an extremely streamlined workflow for ad hoc work 
and for and it gives you a place to quantify the value of your ad hoc work. And so uh, for us, we have two, yeah, two main objectives to the long and short of it is that we want to reduce the time it takes for an ad hoc uh, analysis or for a question to be resolved. That's one. And two, we want to give data teams the tools to you know, quantify the impact and demonstrate the value of their work and in, of their ad hoc work, uh, which today is completely ignored at the end of the quarter when you, know, you look at what your team has done. You probably only focus on those planned projects and you don't really you know, take into account all of the other value that your team brought to the company. And so what's the yeah. experience of like, let's say the, like, I've got, I've got a question. What's like, what's my experience going to be um, in order, in order to like get my answer? Yeah. So any business stakeholder, anyone at all can ask a question from their messaging platform to whether that's Slack or Teams. From there, we basically create a workspace for that request in our platform. And in that workspace, you can think of having a data notebook to work on that request. So being able to run queries as we've connected to your cloud data warehouse, being able to bring in references to dashboards that you've built, uh, being able to explain answers. That kind of centralization component is really important to us. After that, you have a recommendation engine that actually feeds you the resources you need to do your work faster. So, hey, Drew, this request that you're working on, you know, John worked on something very similar three months ago. You should think about reusing this, th these bits of his work, right? Cuts down on that. This is what really cuts down on that discovery time needed. Um, and then after that, you know. We're not reinventing the wheel every, every single time. Precisely, precisely. Um, and then after that, we, you know, we follow up and we say, hey, stakeholder, you know, what do you think? How, you know, how is the, here's a link to the response. You know, were you happy with it? You know, they didn't, you know, meet your needs. And then we track their engagement. You know, did they go in and view the answer once for 10 seconds or did, you know, was it passed around the team? And, you know, I had a hundred views over the past two weeks. And so it was maybe right. something that we should pay some more attention to. So I'm like, as, as the, the original ask asker, I'm interacting with it inside of the notebook itself. I'm still, um, so like that, that's, that's what my sort of portal into it. I'm not just taking, you know, the CSV or the Excel sheet and, and running away with it. Right. So you, as the, the analyst is kind of has a dedicated workspace where they can execute their work in the platform for that request that is completely separated from the work done for other requests. And then the kind of portal for the business stakeholder is basically Slack or Teams, except for viewing the actual kind of the work itself, they can access the platform from Slack or Teams seamlessly. What's the experience from the lens of the of the analyst in terms of uh, you know context switching, for example, like um, you know handling multiple concurrent uh, uh, requests? Yeah, and so the nice thing is, instead of um, kind of splitting things up across, you know, uh, a bunch of different files, a bunch of different tools, you have one you know, data notebook, one page basically for each request. And so across the team, you can be like, hey, Drew, you know, I need you to work on this request that I'm kind of halfway through, but I don't have time to finish. If you go there, you can see all the work that was done for that request in one place. You can see the intake information, you can see all con context, you know, all comments, all follow-ups, all the work that was done itself, all references to work, all in that one place. So that's kind of how it looks from the analyst point of view. 
What happens like uh, three weeks later when uh, the original asker has like a follow-on question? So that, so you can link questions to other questions. And so when you see a question, like the notebook for a question, you can see the question that it has been linked to if that a link has been made. So you can not only refer to a dashboard that you've made, but you can refer to a previous question that's been asked and the answer for that question. Who's the, like, so who, who's using Sol? Yeah, so medium to large size companies who, you know, have analytics teams who have, you know, trouble with those two things that I said at the beginning. They have trouble with a lot of repeated work. They have trouble with, you know, you know, having a quote unquote searchable repo of their, you know, data work. Uh, that's one thing. And teams who really have no idea how to prove to the higher ups the value that their team brings, right? Really, heads of data need what we call analytics for analytics, right? All that MO that they're going to have to talk to their peers, talk to the executives about how their team is performing, what their team's doing at a very granular level. Yeah, very much like CX. Um, how does so? How does the repeatable work like? What? Where do you? How do you see the repeatable work flowing into the uh, planned pipeline, like you know the backlog and roadmap? So what we do is we extract the topics from the questions and the subjects, and so we can tell you if certain data sets or certain topics are getting a lot of engagement or a lot of you know question a lot of interest basically and that is the starting point for taking something that is ad hoc and turning it into uh, in a very like, data driven way into a uh, you know a longer term data asset yeah it could be like done in sort of a backlog grooming session it's like okay what what's the what's the top things in this platform now let's go and prioritize it in our uh, in our planned work precisely yeah that's exactly how it works Amazing. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, I'm really excited to get back into uh, writing some ad hoc uh, SQL. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.